0: Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs. I'm Denise Harper, co-host of The Morning Show with Bill and Denise, and program director for The Bridge. There's something special about sitting across the table from a friend, whether we've known them forever or for just a minute, with a good cup of coffee and an open heart. And hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. My guest today is a beautiful lady named Juanita Clint Daniel, welcome. Thank you, welcome. You came by the studio and dropped off a book yes. that you have written. Yes. But before we get into the book, I thought I could kind of get acquainted a little bit. So you're
1: from, originally from Delaware? I am originally from Delaware, Hartley, Delaware. Okay. You know, the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. You can't get any smaller than Hartley, Delaware. And uh, after college, I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma for nine years. And then I moved back to family, uh, to Felton. And then four years ago, I moved to Milford.
0: So I don't know if your circle of influence knows about your story but we're going to share your story with not just them but for uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast in the future just to share a little bit about how God takes things in our lives that happen and um, works in amazing ways and takes you to places that you never thought possible and I love your story as I was reading through the book is called the tortoise effect so
1: first of all why did you call it the tortoise effect? Because there was a uh, time in my life that I was seeing a lot of turtles, first of all. Okay. And I grew up in Hartley, Delaware. We have turtles all over the place. And I didn't think anything about it until all of a sudden, when you start seeing things, I was seeing yeah. turtles on the back of the cars. <laughs> the spare tire had a turtle oh, wow. on it. Stuffed animals came up at a turtle. Mm-hmm. Someone would open the door at Wawa. With the Green Turtle, which okay. is a, a restaurant franchise. I'd see yeah. turtles on the road. And then the the marquee that I was passing one time said, don't turn your back on a charging turtle. And at that mm-hmm. instant, I, it was like a aha moment. God, what are you saying to me? Yeah. Because this is no coincidence that I'm running into all of these. Mm-hmm. But when I was in a writing group that we were brainstorming and they're like, it's my working title was the, t- the turtle effect. But when we looked up the turtle effect, it's when the turtle goes into a shell. Oh, yeah. And that's we all I started did. laughing because that was not my story <laughs> at all. So someone suggested, why not name it the tortoise effect? Because you immediately then go to the tortoise in the hare. Yep. That's exactly where I went. Yay. Yeah. Because everyone was putting their bets, if you will, mm-hmm. on the hare because mm-hmm. he's got the characteristics. He's gonna be the fast one. He can go hop, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And no one was putting their confidence in the the tortoise mm-hmm. because he's slow and there is no way that he's gonna win. Yeah. But then Guess what? The, the hare was jumping all over. <laughs> Willy nilly. <laughs> Willy nilly, having a good time in the carrot patch and talking to his friends and then had a nap. Mm-hmm. And then the tortoise was sure footed, mm-hmm. slow and very focused. He knew where that finish line was. Yeah. So that's why it was named the tortoise effect. That's awesome. So just take slow motions, take, take slow steps. And God is going, you're going to get where you need to go. You don't yeah. have to hop all over the place and worry yeah. because God is gonna get you there. Yeah.
0: So in when I started your book, I was immediately just uh, sucked right in because uh, you started sharing about how you had some challenges right from birth, some yes. physical challenges. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that
1: story. I learned about that story because I, I had a natural limp and it's always been told to me when I was 13 months old, I was trying to walk. And my mom observed that, and but yet I couldn't walk because I would always fall down. So my mom took me to my first podiatrist when I was 13 months old, mm. and went to that same podiatrist till I was 14 years old. And so that was a long time. Mm. And of course, the remedy back then was to have a night brace because I had—I uh, didn't even—I ha- have flat feet, but it was not all the way down on the ground which was causing the imbalance problems. Ah. So they were trying to correct it by inserts, Mm -hmm. wearing a night brace, which was very painful. Mm. And they don't even do that anymore. I said, thank God, to the Mm -hmm. podiatrist, because it was very painful. I'd have bruises. I couldn't spend the night at my friend's house because I had to wear this night brace, so it wasn't until I went to – I had an injury. I had a torn hamstring and went to Dr. Reisman. He, he's the only doctor that let me use his name mm. in the book. I said, it's not a slamming anybody. I'm just, here's the facts, and this was is what I had to do to get through. Mm-hmm. Not slamming, not becoming the victim of anybody, just giving the facts so I can encourage other people. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, Juanita, it's like – You know, I had a loopy right eye, I have a pelvis that's turned, and it's like, it's almost like you have a slight case of cerebral palsy. And I was like, I don't know, I wasn't, I was there, but I wasn't there, if Mm -hmm. you know what I will. But he thought my mom had told me stories. So then only last year when I was getting the final manuscript to publishing is when the publisher and my mom and I sat down and I was like, Mom, what happened when I was born? Mm-hmm. Because we looked it up. The only way you could have cerebral palsy is if it's a problem through the birthing canal or you had an infection within the first 28 days of birth. So I didn't know. And my, I, so Mom came in. I said, Mom, what happened when I was born? I said, uh, Did you have to force me out? And she said, No, you came out. And I said, Oh, did, so they put the baby next to you? And she said, No, they didn't. They took you away for two hours. And I said, why? She said, because you had an infection.
0: Oh, So I just
1: learned that last year. Oh, wow. And the doctors did say you had a slight case of cerebral palsy. Mm. And I never knew that. Mm. Never wow. knew it. And, of course, now it clicks together. Well, sure. that's why I have tight hips. That's why I always have to stretch.
0: Yeah, so somebody who has a struggle to even just be able to walk yes, correctly, yes. and then you decide to be a dancer. Yes,
1: <laughs> how does that happen? At thirty-nine <laughs> years old, because I've always loved to dance. You know, I have in my book the um, American Bandstand. Yes, and Richard I remember. Pier- the Steel Pier show yeah. and on on the summers. Um, I was something I've always wanted to do bucket list, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I was going around to the different studios. And I said, Look, I don't have the terminology. I'm just a dancer at church with the praise and worship team. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to just do something for me 39 going on 40. Right. Wow. So I went to all the studios and I went ended up where my niece was going. So I started with a little bitty because I knew nothing sweet and so Mrs. Emmons the artistic director said well you know you can wear all the adults can wear black there was no adult class and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm gonna be the biggest one, the oldest one in black? No. <laughs> if they're wearing pink, I'm wearing pink. I had my pink tights on, my pink slippers, my pink skirt, you know, my little bun. And I was in there with the little kids yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Because I didn't know the terminology. Of course, I progressed faster than they did, Mm -hmm. but I was still having balancing problems. But I found that as I was going to ballet, I was getting stronger Mm -hmm. and more flexible as I was going to the ballet classes.
0: I feel like uh, part of what I was reading in your book and hearing from you even today, it's probably something that we all really want in life. We just want to be what everyone thinks normal. We just want to be normal.
1: Yes. I just wanted to be normal. Mm -hmm. And I knew something was wrong i mean my other sisters i have three sisters and two brothers they don't limp
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know why does why does one need a limp what, what's going on mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with you but i'm like i limp and i was always self-conscious about walking because i knew i limped and then my whole life having podiatrists watch me walk up and down
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know keep walking keep walking so mm-hmm. i very became very self-conscious yeah about walking, and then here I become a dancer, you know. And it's like, oh my gosh, because people have to watch. It's a performing art, you know. That's you just right. have to get over yourself. Yeah. And I did to go into the workshops. I did the performances. I didn't get to point because I have one bad foot, mm. but I got to the level of tutu. We're in a tutu for the performance and the and the apprenticeship, yeah. and I still am very connected with them. I haven't been, of course, COVID. Right. Is, um, and the way I want to break from the masks from the school system. Okay. But I have gone remote, you know, on Zoom with them. Yeah. And then I had an injury about a month ago. So getting over that yeah. and then hoping to get back into the studio. Well, I will
0: tell you that when you were walking in this morning, I didn't even detect I didn't I didn't notice a limp at all. Aww. It I in fact, it didn't even I didn't even think about it until we sat down and started talking and I was thinking about the direction we were heading today in our conversation. I think about how easy it would be to be like the turtle and withdraw, pull inside, mm-hmm. don't be brave, don't put yourself out there. But you just have run with it. You have embraced life and you've not let anything hold you back.
1: No. And I found the more I get out of my comfort zone, because writing this book, I was way out of my comfort zone. Because how are people gonna react to this? Mm-hmm and what's gonna happen. And you know, of course, Satan's like, you wanna hold that in because Mm -hmm. people aren't gonna accept you for you Mm -hmm. if you let the truth out, which is a lie. Mm -hmm. And so I signed up for this writing course. I paid a lot of money for it. People thought I was crazy. And I was like, I'm writing something because she said I'm gonna have something in 12 weeks. (laughs) I'm gonna write because I paid a lot of money for this course, so I had it. So many people have been set free. I'm so happy that I went and wrote the book. I
0: love that it's not just your story. Your
1: story alone
0: is encouraging uh, and brings someone to the place of wanting to be more courageous, to be brave. But you also have a lot of really helpful hints, a lot of things in there about just how to walk out life. Yes. You know, I actually tagged a spot in your book that I really loved when you said, When you're in the wilderness, you will find your voice. That caught my attention. You said the wilderness hones your faith, helps you become grounded in truth. During this time, go to the Bible, see what God says about your situation. Let God's word give you
1: hope, vision, and clarity. Yes, because everybody wants to go from glory to glory, Mm -hmm. and you don't realize there is only one mountaintop ridge, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and to go to the next glory, glory, high top experience you're going to have to go to the valley yeah. and the valley is not a happy place the valley mm-hmm. you're going to find out what you're made of mm-hmm. where the rubber hits the road yeah. but so many people want to avoid things but that would be the best place for you mm-hmm. because that's where you're going to get your own strength
0: yeah your character development yes. also
1: happens yes <laughs> there, right there. exactly and so many people have not taken that step they want to avoid situations and let's just not talk about it but Mm -hmm. that's the worst place to be you have to talk about it you have to get over you have to get over to the other side and talking and opening your voice it has made me such a bolder person Mm. to open it up because i'm not the shy person anymore to not talk about it let's talk about it and so so many of uh the people have texted me oh, my gosh, Juanita, I wish I had this book 10 years ago. Mm. It has helped me so yeah. much yeah. because it is a strategic book because of what I've learned, because so many people are like, oh, you have to be in the Bible 24-7, and you've got to pray. And see, sometimes you just don't feel like doing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, pray withstanding, I know that. I was raised in the Christian mm-hmm. home. Sometimes put on a funny movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Find something to laugh about. Go for a walk, clear your mind. And so that's what it's about, a strategic book. This is what has helped me Mm -hmm. get over what I needed to get over, and hopefully it will help you too. I am reminded often
0: that pain comes in a variety of ways to to everyone. Everyone experiences pain in different areas, different Mm -hmm. levels, some are physical pain, some Mm -hmm. are emotional pain. Uh, mental pain i f- i feel like the story is yet to be told over the mental anguish that so many have experienced through isolation post covid that's just oh, going to yes. play itself out so let's talk a little bit about how you deal with pain i was reading that you served in your worship team mm-hmm. you got involved you looked for ways that you could move out of center that um, me. where you want to <laughs> yeah you want to just stay in word right How do you go outward when you're
1: in pain? I um, talked, this one situation was in the book where I was in a funk. And I'm like, you know, what is going on with me? Went to the grocery store and this small voice said, pay for the person behind you. Mm. And I'm like, what? Are you listening to me? I'm a little depressed here, a little in myself here. And you're telling me to do what? So I went to this grocery store and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And nobody was behind me. I'm like, Mm. yes. (laughs) And then a a single mom with a child behind me, she brought just a few things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm paying for her. Immediately she started crying because it touched her. Mm -hmm. And by me just opening myself up, I could have been stingy with my money. I had the opportunity. I had the money giving was such a very big uh, way of getting out of yourself mm-hmm. give to others mm-hmm. open the door for others for while I see someone with crutches in a wheelchair I immediately go up and talk to them
2: mm-hmm.
1: what is your story because I want to encourage them but it's temporary some people might be in a wheelchair for life but they can still be productive human beings mm-hmm. And just taking the time to say hi, smile, open the door for them, um, blessing them with money. Mm -hmm. It's such a way, an easy way to just get out of your funk, if you will, just giving to others. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get
0: fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinz desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. I feel like a silver lining from what we've all been through over the last year and more is that we are taking more time to really try to connect with people because we weren't able to for so long right and now just to be able to be out and around other people we've become
1: more aware more aware Mm -hmm. is exactly what it is because I, you know, I'm a musician, so I need time by myself to play the piano and get my thoughts. But there's only so much of me I can deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I have to either call somebody or go out, you know, do something. Yeah. But yeah, even going out to dinner some we couldn't do it. Mm. That was really hard. But calling up people. If I were to say one thing about your book, other than that, I thought it was
0: really fantastic. I would call it a field manual. I remember uh, when I was in Girl Scouts, I think the book that we got was called The Field Manual. And I know my, my brothers were in Boy Scouts, and that's what they got, The Field Manual. It kind of gives you the, all the things that you need to know. And there are some really good things in your book that will teach others how to persevere through some of the trials. Yes. Yeah. So you talk about sharing your scars. Why oh. should we do that? Why should we share our scars with others?
1: Don't get me crying. Because that's where the strength is. That's the Bible says by the word, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You know what you've gone through and you Mm -hmm. want to get it out there to be bold enough to help other people. It's so important. And I know at church I've seen some people just say they were the teacher that day. I could see boldness coming on them each time they taught because all of a sudden, it's not hurtful scars anymore. It's scars that are there that remind Mm -hmm. us of our past, but what what did we have to do to get to the other side and not just look at the scars at ourselves, but how can that help other people? Mm -hmm. That was one of the toughest chapters for me to write Mm -hmm. because while I was writing it, I just had to stop sometimes and just mm-hmm. bawl and cry because it let me realize the reason other people were not maybe as compassionate for me is because they never went through mm-hmm. what I went through. Right? They didn't see anything because oh, I was a quiet person. Sometimes people say things and they take it as negativity. Oh, it was me. And so I just wanted to shut my mouth, be quiet. But yet inward, I was you know talking to God all the time. But you have to open up. The boldness is there. Go out of your comfort zone. Mm. You're going to find your people. You're going to find the group that need to hear what you have to say. Mm. And the reason my group didn't understand is my group had never gone through it. That was revelation to me. You know, during practice at rehearsal, you know, Anita, can you give us just 10 more minutes? No. And because they didn't know what I was feeling inside. Yeah. You know, They had no idea of knowing, but the group that you want to go toward is the group that they need your help. They need your help. You're going to find strength in that, not your own strength, believe me, but you're going to find God's strength is there when you realize you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So many of us are trying to go for perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Mm -hmm. God is going to deal with the brokenhearted. There's more of a, a testimony out there. I'm sick of putting facades and masks on anymore. Yeah. This is my book. This is what happened to me. And, you know, take away the religious spirits and stuff. This is raw. This is where I am. Mm-hmm. And God helped me. Would you say that uh, sharing your
0: story, I mean, obviously it's yours. Mm-hmm. Nobody can refute that because yeah. you're the one, you're the yeah. only one that's lived it. Yes. So, I. I think that when we share our story with others, we're reminded of what we went through and that we survived. Yes. And that God has brought us through to the other side.
1: Exactly. You're going to get through to the other side. Don't try to do it fast. Take your time, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You are going to get there. Yeah. You're going to see the dreams, pursue the dreams. God's going to give you provision. Just helping other people along the way. Instead of using people for stair steps, Yeah, enlightening people that this is my story. You know, mm-hmm. I can't talk about a divorce. I can't talk about somebody that's married because I'm not. I've never been married. Mm-hmm. So my sphere is, you know, I was an adult yeah. in a ballet class with little kids. <laughs> you know, I have a... I love that. I get a great visual of that. One, <laughs> oh, either. I have many, many pictures <laughs> I should paste on Facebook. Should have a picture group. Um, but it was never a negative. The kids were even cracked up. You know, the mom would be in the locker room with her little kid and the kid would be like, mom, <laughs> there she is, you know. Yeah. But I, oh. it was something I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had it to do over again, mm. would you go through all that you've been through
0: or would you choose differently?
1: I've had other people ask me that. I don't know. Because some people were like, do you, would you want have to have known that you had a slight case of cerebral palsy? Mm-hmm. Knowing that, would I have gone into a ballet class? Would I have attempted so many things? Or would I have been withdrawn? Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. Yeah. I would think, oh, yes, I would do it. But because of the limitations and the hardships I had... I got the breakthrough anointing, if you want, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you just have to chisel away, mm-hmm. and I want to accomplish something. So hey, let's go for it. Even with the injuries and all, you know, with with dance, you're going to be injured, and I can even help the girls with the sidelines that are teenagers because they think their life is over with a sprained foot or something, mm-hmm. and I've been able to minister them. No, it's not over. You're young. It's a time and a season and you have to look at it that way and then something you know then you can go on instead of looking at it you're stuck in this time zone yeah
0: how important is it for us to lean into god
1: i don't <laughs> even want to think where i was without leaning on god i'm thankful i was raised in a christian home mm-hmm. that we knew several things from our parents you better have a relationship with god and daily devotions and we always went to church and you have to have a great sense of humor yeah. those were the things my parents impacted us with yeah. so we knew you know we'd have the around the supper table we would talk about the bible revelation john what what's god talking to you about in your life type of thing mm-hmm. and it was always in the forefront there was That's a period excellent. in my life that i was mad at god mm-hmm. You know, with my voice, I got a Sandy Patty voice. I had a Sandy Patty voice. And I went to a lot of Black churches. So, why, God, why did you give me a Sandy Patty voice? You know, no, I can't even get these riffs or whatever type of thing. <laughs> and now that my voice has changed because I'm older, I'm now a Lauren Daigle type of voice. <laughs> and it's scary at first, but it's like, okay, you know, I don't know yeah. if it's because of COVID not singing. Or whatever, but I'm just embracing it because yeah. I guess what? It's another move. And mom's like, you know what? That is a symbol. God is changing your voice. Even though it was in the traumatic, your voice is changing, meaning the voice of how God is going to use me. I'm always mm-hmm. thinking it's yeah. going to be singing and, and this and the anointing and stuff. And mom's like, God's changing your voice mm-hmm. of how he's speaking to you because she knew I was writing the book at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So even not getting in a fixed set, this is how God is going to use me, but it's going to shift. It's going to change. And instead of crying over that phase, that phase is gone. Mm -hmm. So now you have to go to the next phase and how God is going to use you for a deeper anointing Mm -hmm. for Him, because I had to rely on God. I don't have a husband to rely on to strengthen me. I have to choose out my own salvation is what the Bible says.
0: We can't start our next chapter if we keep rereading the chapter before. No. <laughs> I just read that the other day. That is thought, so good. That's Isn't that the truth? I think we get stuck sometimes. Yes. And so what you're saying is embrace the shift in the season.
1: You have to because it's going to be very freeing. Mm to know, oh, wow, there's, a more, there's a more of a dimension of Juanita mm. instead of a one-sided, God can only use me through singing. Mm. No, there's so many dimensions. There's so many more skills and talents that mm. I'm not even aware of. And you have to just embrace that. There's, as I get older, you know, I'm in yeah. my 60s. So God's not going to use me how he used me in the 20s. And it's just God used me however.
0: Well, you know, as he grows, as he builds character, the depth of what he's building in us makes us viable to be used in in different situations. He would never plug us into a place of a 30-year faith walk (laughs) when we're, you know, a month into our walk with the Lord. Exactly. We kind of have
1: to grow, take baby steps along the way. Exactly. He's God and he knows. Like I've uh, said... People are like, Juanita, how come you never got married? If God is God, so I have to rely on that. Mm -hmm. If God had told me as a teenager, Juanita, you're going to be in your 60s and you're not going to be married, I would have been devastated. Mm -hmm. But that's why he's God. Mm -hmm. And so he never gave me that revelation, but just taking the steps. You know, okay, well, I'm going in the studio. That's why I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, moved back with family getting involved in this, putting your hands in things and trying things mm-hmm. and don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as, a, okay, well, I'm not good at that. Let's go to the next thing. What am I good at? What is Juanita good at? And what can, do I have to offer other people? How do we learn to trust God? That's hard. You know, just letting go and reading the word. It says, don't worry about today. It's going to take care of itself. Do what you can do today, okay? I know a couple things that I have to do. I have to do my devotion. I have to spend time with him. Meditation, for me, I do have to play piano Mm -hmm. and do my praise and worship. That's good for Mm -hmm. me. So there are things you have to do. Then you have to exercise your body, okay? Get in what you have to do. You don't have to be long hours. I think so many people think you have to pray for two hours a day, read an hour a day, and that's that's not the case. Right. Just cover yourself. Yeah. And then, okay, if you want to go to a dance class, that's something else. But do the priorities first. Yeah. I learned something not too terribly
0: long ago I didn't even realize that I was doing it this way but for me I've read that scripture that just says pray without ceasing in Thessalonians and I've always thought how in the world (laughs) do you just pray without ceasing that just seems like how am I going to do anything else if I'm constantly praying but I thought about it this way if I were going on a journey with my best friend And, you know, when you first catch up with each other at the beginning of the journey, Mm -hmm. you might embrace, hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. But you wouldn't start that every time you had conversation. You're just journeying together and you're just talking along the way. And sometimes you're quiet. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're taking in the drive or you're working at something you're maybe you're serving alongside of someone and you're not necessarily having conversation but you don't reintroduce yourself and start all over right, again right you know 20 minutes later you just pick up the conversation and for me i realized that's how i have been for a long time with the lord yes uh, when i get started in the morning the prayer might be pretty quick cuz i get up at 4am and yes. i'm not totally coherent <laughs> at that moment but I do want to be aware of his presence yes, in my day. And then throughout the day, we just have conversation. You know, I'll just uh, might be getting in my car and I'm thinking about something and I'll breathe a quick prayer over that situation or the person that's on my heart. And I think that there's something beautiful about just having an ongoing conversation with God.
1: Yes. And the bridge is so good. I listen to it the last thing at night, first thing in the morning and I do a lot of my meditation, I will just be wake up on the bed and letting the music just minister to me. Mm -hmm. And so many times in the morning, John Waller with While I'm Waiting, Mm -hmm. that was one of my songs that came out and Mm -hmm. you're still playing it and I'll be doing stuff and this and that and it'll be time to just relax. That song, 99 percent of the time will come Mm -hmm. up and i'm like god you are so good because he knows that song ministers and means something to my life Mm -hmm. all right one
0: more thing what is it that you really want to make sure everyone hears about your story or what god has done in your life or is doing how can we encourage other people in their journey
1: just being aware that god is working through you being aware of people, open the door, being nice, doing nice, being kind. That's the buzzword. Being yeah. kind to other people. Yeah. Because you don't know what they have been through. Right. What kind of day they're having. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one time I was at a restaurant, and it was me. It was my fault. You know, I was ordering for my mom. And then she goes, your mom's doing this. What are you going to do? And she was frustrated. And I was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. It's just me. Just, just give me what my mom had. And she was just... <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. know what kind of day. I said, "Ma'am, I'm going to bless, I'm going to give you a really good tip." So I gave her the tip before we got served, <laughs> and she said, "Thank you." She goes, "You can you can get upset with me anytime you want," <laughs> but that just made her day because yeah. I didn't know what kind of day she had. Yeah, and sometimes we don't. Well, ninety nine percent of time, we don't know, oh, that's right. and just a simple kind act you know the drive-through connection my goodness Mm -hmm. how awesome is that and Mm -hmm. I'm more aware of that and thank you for making us more aware of it Mm -hmm. so like oh Friday's coming I got to do it before Friday because I I just you just get in a habit of doing it now just kind acts to people and encouraging people we're in this together so we can collaborate and we can help each other mm-hmm. so that was so good that came out of that isolation wow all right the tortoise effect by wanita clendaniel how can we find it it can be on amazon.com barnes and noble i just saw it the other day at Target.com, okay. uh, anywhere where you can buy books okay. online. So anyway, you need encouragement, and that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. about encouragement, and you can make it to the other side. You will get to the finish line,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and well done, thy faithful servant. Mm-hmm. That's That's what we all want. Yes scars and all band-aids all over (laughs) crutches it's all good yeah
0: because at at the end which is really just the beginning yes all of that is gone
1: it's gone and and we're completely made whole exactly
0: that's awesome Juanita thank you so much thank you Denise I appreciate it it's been such a pleasure Juanita Clendaniel and her book is called the tortoise effect We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.